Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. This is week four, session three of the 2K plan, test week. If you haven't listened to my introduction on week one, session one, either head back and take a listen or go to the rowalong.com website where the full description of how to use this 2K plan is available. Hi there, welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. We're in week four and this is session three. Now this is gonna be another really, really simple one just to kind of get the, your body set up for the big test of the 2K at the end of this week. Well, like one day afterwards, but it's fine. So what we're gonna do today is we're gonna do seven minutes, five times with one minute rest in between. And you're gonna be doing this at 20 strokes per minute and your pace is gonna be 2K plus 18, 2K 20. I don't want you to go fast. I don't want you to go too slow, but don't go too fast. But let's get straight up into our four minute warm up. Set your drag factor first. Make sure to watch the video I have about that. If you don't know what drag factor is or don't have any real idea where to set it, set your monitor so that it, it is at eye height so you don't have to look up and you don't have to look down and set the foot straps so that they're either at the bottom lace on your shoe or if you're in socks like me, you can comfortably hinge forward when you get to the front at the catch. Okay, so we're gonna do four minutes at around about 18 strokes per minute and I'll guide you through it, okay? Here we go in three, two, one, go. So just start off nice and gently. Let your body get used to the fact you're doing some rowing. Fair enough, it won't be. It's not gonna be a tough session today. Session two, that's the hard one. I think you may have done before this one. That's the only hard session this week to prepare you for the 2K test. Remembering this test is kind of important because it lets you reset your training goals so if you were at an average of 157 for your 2k before say you managed to cover it this time you can do your 2k in 740 giving you an average of 155 that now means that your training pace is two seconds faster than it was before. So basically, rather than you making it up as you go along, whether you should go faster or slower, these 2K tests help, well, help you to properly know whether you're getting faster or slower. Okay, so I'm gonna leave most of the technique chat to the main sessions, main session, sorry. But just think about a good, solid drive from the legs for the time being. And then in six seconds, one more stroke, we'll take a foot out of the straps. So take one out, put in the ground, continue rowing with just one leg. Try not to let your technique change too much 
on your single leg row, you should be able to get into a better position rather than a worse position. <laughs> Wouldn't be much use if you were suddenly struggling. Okay, one more here. And we'll change feet. It is a lot easier to do that in socks. I know. You might still be faffing around with getting your feet into the straps after like 10 seconds. Still try and have a good catch at the front, solid leg drive. Let's do one more. Both feet in, slight bend to the knees, concentrate on just your back and your arms. Try and get that swing through your hips and then pull in with your arms. After all that finish with your arms, is the final part of the stroke. Okay, one more here. Let's do the reverse. So, arms straight, drive with the legs. Here, you're just trying to concentrate on that connection here. Okay, the leg drive is still important, yes, but this drill is about that snap at the front, catching the flywheel as you drive with your legs. So in this drill, you don't have to go too far back. It's just about that snap at the front. Let's do one more, one second. There we go. Alrighty. So you keep moving up and down the rail, have a quick drink, and I'll explain again what today's session is. Just a quick reminder that these podcasts are taken from the videos that I host on YouTube. If you want to see what I'm doing rather than just listen, then check out Row Along on YouTube or head to rowalong.com. So we're going to be doing seven minute intervals five times with one minute rest in between. You'll be doing them at 20 strokes per minute and your pace is going to be around about 2k plus 18 to 20. That gives you an effort guide of around about five or six. You're not going hard at all and you should be able to talk quite constantly throughout the session. Okay, so it's a, really is this another recovery one about keeping everything moving, keeping your system going. If you want to set your monitor for this as a row along, then um, when it comes to setting the rests, please pick undefined rest time and that way we'll be able to stop and start at the same time um, otherwise we might run slightly out of sync and we don't want that do we so without any further waffle from me because we've got a good 35 minutes of my waffle to come let's just kick straight into this if you're still in the middle of setting your monitor then hit pause in the video and then when you're ready hit play again because we're going to start in three two one go I realise, of course, that we have quite a lot of these low-rate workouts to do this week, especially if you're on the six-day plan, on this row-along plan, because on the six-day plan, session one is a bottom tier um, kind of body activation. Didn't really explain to give it a proper name, did I? But it's just about reactivating your body after a rest day and 
a tough week the week before. Session two of week four on the six day plan was the hard effort. But even then, it wasn't top, top hard. It was just hard. This is session three, which is very much a bottom tier workout, made even more manageable by the fact that we're breaking it down into seven minute chunks with a minute rest in between. You'll easily manage a 35 minute row at 2k plus 18 to 20. So by throwing in one minute rests in between each, should make this a real piece of cake for you. And then Session four is the is what I call stirring the tanks. Ideally, you take a rest day between this session and session four, or you'd go this session, session four, then a rest day. If you prefer to have a full rest day before your main test or race, it's up to you. And there's always a chance you're not even gonna manage a rest day before your 2K test anyway. Which is why from an effort and volume point of view, the two sessions before the test aren't ones that will destroy you. As it is, the session after this one, basically you do one minute at your 2K rate and pace, but then you're down to a longer, slower row. So you only have that one minute of what I call stirring the tanks before just going back into a nice maintenance row. So it doesn't knock it out of you ahead of your actual 2K test. Irony is, of course, I picked up the phrase stirring the tanks from Apollo 13. And the problem is, when Swagger stirred the tanks in Apollo 13, that was a trigger for all <laughs> to go wrong. So I'm pretty much using completely the wrong phraseology here. 
if you want to think about it, being something to lead to success. Because, well, spoiler alert, but Apollo 13 is not known for the stirring of the tanks causing its success. In fact, they snatched victory from the jaws of defeat in the end, really. My kids watched that for the first time yesterday. Yeah. And both of them didn't know how it actually finished. So they were completely on tender hooks the whole way. And they both gave it a round of applause at the end. It's Tom Hanks that does it. Right, I realise that I haven't discussed technique at all through this session, or this interval. Could talk about it in the next one. I just wanted you to row without having to think about anything for this first interval, okay? Sometimes, when you've got me yabbering on about backswings and straight arms and shins at vertical, it can all get a bit stressful and you tense up and things. So, basically this first one, I just wanted to distract you with some drivel. Make sure you're nice and warm, loose, relaxed, and like I say, hopefully distracted, if not entertained. <laughs> but in the next interval, I'll start talking about some technique stuff. Okay, two strokes, one more stroke. There we go. Have a quick drink, move up and down. You don't want to get too cool here, but at the same time, this gives you a chance to just back off a bit. So I'm holding 2K plus 18 so far. Kind of intend to do that through the whole, whole row. Of course, remember I'm really 2K plus 20 because I give myself a two second buffer so I can talk to you in these videos. But then, either before this one or after this one, like 12 hours later, I do the entire session again, just as a proof of concept that I'm not talking stupidly. Anyway, if you're doing the undefined rest thing, press your button now, ready for the next interval, which is gonna start in five, four, three, two, one, let's go. So same, Stroke rate, same pace. If you picked plus 18 last time, then try and stick to plus 18. If you picked plus 20, you must have had your reasons. So stick to plus 20. And try and get there as quick as you can. They're quite short intervals, so easing yourself into them doesn't really have any value. Once we get a minute into this one, I'll start talking you through elements of technique. So you can use this one to try and 
make sure you're getting stronger with the right technique instead of MacGyvering a bad one. It's all right. Let's look at this from a back position point of view, okay? And then everything else kind of combines with that. Your back needs to rock. You know this from one o'clock position at the front, maintaining that forward lean pretty much until your leg drive is done, at which point you swing through the hips into an 11 o'clock position. So just concentrate on that for the time being. So one o'clock at the front and swing into 11. So one swing, 11. One swing, 11. However, it's also worthwhile if that feels a bit alien, considering it from the other way around. So from the 11 o'clock, I want you to rock forwards. So rock, rock, to then get into that one o'clock position. Notice, <coughs> excuse me, how quickly I want you to rock. Let's rock, man. So from 11, rock. Rock, okay. How many times can one man say rock? Should have rebranded my channel to rock along, <laughs> not row along. I've lost a second somewhere. Is this monitor snaffles or John snaffles? I think it was a bit of both. I think I'd slowed down a bit. At the same time, the monitor hiccuped. Either way, we're back in it now. So, what you should notice is that where I said hold your back lean for as long as possible and then I also say get back into that back lean forward as quickly as possible the crossover point between the hip rock back and where I want your hip rock forward to happen again occur at the same point. So not only do you hold that forward lean for as long as possible, you get back into it as quickly as possible. And then you recover for as long as possible 
in that forward lean. So that really means that two thirds of your rowing stroke are done in that forward lean position. The backswing only happens through the finish and as you start the recovery again. And then we'll discuss the simplest way to make sure that happens in the next interval. But for the time being, I don't want to overload you or overbore you in this interval with technique chat. So just concentrate on a nice rock from one o'clock to 11 o'clock, back into one o'clock again. And that is one of the most important things when it comes to your rowing stroke. There are a few headlines, each of which I'll discuss through these intervals. But that is the most important in this one that you think about forward to back to forward. Okay. Next up, I'll talk about the importance of your arms, the height you should have them at, should you have them straight, relaxed, bent, tensed. Oh, it's a cliffhanger. We're going to so need to come back. Oh, here we go. Have to come back for interval three. You ain't going, can't go anywhere yet. You have to wait and see what I say in interval three about your arms. Oh. It's an epic interval three. It's movie style epic. How will it end? What do I do with my arms? Straight, bent, relaxed, tense. Who knows? Only I know. Well, to be honest, you should know as well if you rode enough of my row along videos. Okay, as we get into interval three, if you're using undefined, undefined rests, press your button now, ready to go. In five, four, three, two, one, interval three. I realize, depending on how you're rowing, along with these videos on what kind of machine you're rowing along how you're digesting these row along videos it might be not quite relevant to say about undefined rests for instance if you're on Kinomap that should control the monitor for you or not control the monitor for you and you're just left doing a just row, but that's fine. 
you're on Erg zone, rolling along. That definitely controls the monitor for you. Gives you the rest periods, as well as the main intervals, obviously. So, the value kilo map, being that there's background music, but right now, because it doesn't control your monitor, you can do it on any rowing machine that KinoMap supports. For ErgZone, I think there's still only, as I record this anyway, Concept 2, which means that they can program your PM monitor, but I've also made the decision to not make my videos with music, and that way the function that they have to kind of, well dim the audio, but in my case because I'm not adding music, it means that you can play whatever you want in the background as well as follow along with me or you just go the YouTube route which just fumbles along without music but you have to decide how you want to roll the session do you want to add rest intervals or just do a single piece or something anyway so arms first things first as you drive through the stroke you want straight arms but relaxed arms okay don't tense up the power won't get through if you're totally tense on it you'll just load up your muscles and lose some of the power so straight maybe with a slight rotation for the elbows downwards if you feel that that engages your lats and with relaxed hands as well maybe acting as hooks over the handle rather than gripping onto it for dear life you're not trying to kill it so I find sometimes on the recovery just having my forefinger index finger sorry hold the handle and opening the rest of my fingers before closing at the catch the drive helps me focus on staying relaxed both through my arms and my hands but it's up to you you don't have to do that and then as the drive starts keep them straight and then as you engage that back swing 
right after it, that's when you bend the elbows and pull in on the handle. But up until that point, try and keep your arms straight and relaxed. And then for the recovery, get the handle away as quickly as you pulled it in. So if it comes in, it goes out. In, out. Which again, echoes your hip rock that you are straight for most of the drive, only when you pull in, and then you're straight for most of the recovery. It's only the transition out from the finish where they aren't straight. Now that all just, that arms out thing, get them over your knees before you bend them, helps to engage or start your hip rock forwards. The momentum for throwing your arms forwards helps get your, your back out of that backward lean. And then the other thing to say is the height. A good, comfortable height at the front. You don't need to tap down to your knees when you finish the stroke. You may want a slight lowering as long as you remember to raise it slightly back up again. You might think about coming over the top and underneath a very thin table, but what you don't want to do is slouch down at the front like this, then raise up at the back because that causes technique woes. Right, one more stroke. Quick drink. I'll continue with that last bit as we start the next interval. Because I was too busy waffling at the front half of that interval to probably fit in the height of the handle bit. Sorry about that. So as we start the next interval, just think about keeping straight arms, okay? Straight arms through the drive, and then as you swing back, pull in, push out, rock forwards, and keep them straight for the drive, and then drive in. It's just slightly offset with your back. Right, if you're on undefined rests, press your button, get ready to go. In six, five, Four, three, two, one, go. So concentrate on your arms. Just nice and straight at the front and straight again. Straight, 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 straight. And by having straight arms and that forward lean happening, you're instantly in position for your next drive. So anyway, back to handle height. Really what you want to do 
is have the chain level through the, certainly through the drive, but maybe even on the recovery, if it doesn't cause posture ish and like other technique issues. On the water rowers, will want to tap down, lower the handle, and bring it up to mimic taking the oar in and out of the water. But there isn't really a need, apart from continuing learning technique, there isn't a need to do it on the rowing machine. But you might find, from a rhythm point of view, that it does help when you push away to have a slight lowering of the handle. And like I say, if you do that, the important part is to make sure the handle is back up at the height you need it to be on your next stroke. So you'll see, I've got a piece of red tape right at the front of my machine. That's just a subliminal guide that that's where I want the handle height or chain height to start the stroke. I don't usually look down at it. It's like a unconscious, well, subconscious thing. I just kind of see it out the corner of my eye. Every now and then I might check. And then the whole straight arms and getting the handle over your knees before you return prevents you from having a stroke like this one which oh, I'm again is really sore in your back or well my back because having that backward lean and sliding forwards still in that position sends way too much power through your lower back and can injure you quite easily it's the same with at the front like going too low like this and then over leaning forwards to try and get extra length you don't want to do that powerful back Nice straight arms at the same, at similar at least height that you drove out from. But then that brings me to legs, chatting about legs. First thing is how far forward you want to go. In this instance, best way to describe it is go as far forwards 
as you need to to get your shins into a vertical position. This is the where you want to be for every stroke, whether you're sprinting, doing distance stuff, whatever. Shins in vertical, trying not to lift the heel too far off the foot plate. Because if you put the heel too far up, it can cause a butt scoot where your seat slides before your feet connect. So, shins are vertical, heels not too far off, and if your heels are off the foot plate, when you start the drive, really think about getting those heels down nice and fast. And then, with your shins in a vertical position and your forward lean to only one o'clock, you should find you're at the perfect compression with straight arms. Your knees almost in your armpits, but not splaying outside of your elbows. Ready like a coil spring to press into the foot plates and push the machine away. So don't think about it as pulling the handle, think about it as pushing the machine away with straight arms and all the power just surges through your body and right into the machine. Right, three strokes to go. There we go. Interval number four done. One more to go. Have a quick drink. Oh. Didn't turn my fan on today. I thought it was quite cool and I didn't need it. Poor choice. I'm now overheating slightly. All right, so tiny bit of technique left to go. I know you've heard all this before. I know I repeat myself a lot, but ahead of your 2K test, this is really important that you start to really hone your technique. Right, press your button if you're on undefined rests. We're going in eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Go. Same rate, same pace. Just got seven more minutes. This should be a, a good workout. You'll feel like you've burnt a bunch of calories, but it's been good for you. Your engine would have been topped up. It's like kind of almost like topping it up with kind of. Then topping up with oil. You need the oil to circulate in order to be able to row faster or longer. And yes, it's the petrol that actually makes the car go. 
you need to keep your energy system topped up. But doing these kind of rows, especially in a test week, can be like giving yourself an, an oil change or... Yeah, I was about to say a fuel additive, but that, that might be similar to performance enhancing drugs, so let's not go there. Anyway, last bit on technique. The leg drive is where all the power comes. If you want to look at it as percentages, then think about the legs as 60%. Your swing through your back is about 25%. Your arms are really comparatively only 15% of your effort. I mean, listen, the numbers vary. Even the way I add up the numbers sometimes varies. But the important part is that this is a leg drive. It's a push with the legs. The handle pulling comes at the end and the rest of the time your arms are just a conduit for the power from your legs but remember that conduit works best if you have a engaged core at the front of the machine almost like Someone's about to kick a football into your stomach. Not quite punch, don't have to be that tense, but just engaged, ready. If you do enough weightlifting, you know what I'm on about. And that way, your posterior chain is in a good lock, ready for the power to come up from your legs into your arms. And apart from a few other subtle tweaks like imagining you're sitting on a carrot in order to have a powerful back, which to be honest, when you seat pad does a good job in emulating. And then a few other things about like tucking a chin or whatever. It's the basics of the stroke covered so I'll stop there I'll let you concentrate on the things I've said about your back and your arms legs while I tell you that tonight is a Friday night and you know what that means yep spaghetti bolognese it's almost unfair really isn't it if I say it's a Friday night you're like no I know it's going to be spaghetti when will it be something different but on Friday it tends to only be something different if I've gone out or Julie's gone out or we're on holiday they say we've been living together for almost a thousand weeks 
and I have to figure at least 800 of them in spaghetti on a Friday. <laughs> Go figure. Right, I've got two minutes to explain the rebrand to you. You keep rowing, I'll talk quickly. So, the push don't pull PVP thing basically ran its course for a few re reasons. One, there's quite a lot of other groups in the world who use PVP. And I was starting to get a lot of interest from people from those groups. And I was taking a lot of time trying to investigate whether these people were actually rowers or political activists who didn't read what the story of my channel was. But the bigger one was that Push Don't Pull is a tagline used by Dark Horse Rowing, the uh, Shane Farmer. And that's where I first heard it, and where I first thought, hey, that's a good idea for a rowing channel. And then, rather than thinking, should I really be reappropriating someone else's tagline, I just ran with it. And it's just got to a point where I'm not comfortable using their tagline as my header. And to be honest, Shane got in touch and said, come on man, get out from under my wing, use your own brand, you've got nothing to do with us. And so I thought, okay. And that is why we're now called Roll Along. So, right now I'm in the process of changing everything. Hopefully by the time you see this, if it's a few months down the line, you won't even know what I'm on about. One more stroke. We'll just quickly jump into two minute cooldown, have a drink. Ah, come on. There we go. Right, in three, two, one, go. So, just quickly to finish off, all the old videos still remain and we'll still have all the PDP branding on them because frankly, it's a pain to, f to change them and if I remove them, all the comments will go and all that stuff and Shane's okay with me keeping them up this way, so it's fine. Um, but all the new ones will have the Roll Along or RA branding on them. Doesn't make any difference to you guys apart from what you enter into YouTube if you want to find them. Instead of typing in PDP, you just type in row along. But then hopefully you're subscribed anyway, and they'll all just pop up in your feed. Which should be a lovely thing. And if you're not subscribed, then please do. Leave some comments and stuff. The website, it used to be pdprowing.com, will exist for a short while until I can rebuild it on the rowalong.com domain and then it'll just point directly to it. The titles, descriptions will basically just change to say row along instead of PDP, so again, not much is gonna change there. So apart from me being super cautious about saying push don't pull now, nothing will change. It's a shame, I mean, 
I did like the phrase, but like I said, I should have known. Stupid John. But the other problem, biggest problem, is t-shirts. All the t-shirts I used to wear were the PDP ones, and then a couple of like rowing competition things. My entire wardrobe has gone south. At least I didn't start selling merchandise as PDP, I suppose. That would have been bad if I had had a cupboard filled with books and whatever, but no, no. Maybe I'll start it with the roll along one. All right, that's my two minute cooldown done. Keep going if you wish, just while I carry on talking about nonsensey things or stop and whatever, but so there we go, we're done. So the hashtag obviously for this one's gonna be roll along, okay? Just cause I'm gonna try and just get this rebrand across as strong as I can so that we move on. So again, apologies for the confusion. Um, so yes, yeah, so if you wanna know more about what I'm doing, go to rowalong.com. And that's it, so thanks once again for rowing this one and putting up with my waffle waffle while we row along together, but hopefully I keep you company, distract you, motivate you, all on the way to getting you fitter, faster, stronger. God, I hope that's my own phrase. I'm pretty sure it is. Unfortunately, I can't have a t-shirt, the acronym of that, because that's FFS which is not something you really want to have on your t-shirt as you're kicking about. I think I've said that joke before. And see, I'm repeating myself, repeating myself and whatever. So anyway, thank you very much for rowing along. Hopefully you've um, properly uh, got this session in your head as the prep for your test at the end of the week. Um, I know it all seems a little bit easy, but by the time you're full throttle through a 2K test, and I really do mean you're going to have to go full throttle, I want you to just put everything into this 2K test at the end of the week. Don't hold back. I need you to make sure that your 2K time is your 2K time. Okay, if you go easy on it, then all of your target training um, sessions are going to be too soft. Now, if I say 2K plus 18 and you're rowing along at 238 and you're like, this is easy because you've done a 220 um, average 2K when actually you should have been doing a two minute average 2K of like a total of eight minutes, then you're just, yeah, you're, yeah. Anyway. I think my little closing bit here is now lasting longer than the actual cooldown, so I, sh I should really probably say goodbye. I'm off to enjoy some spaghetti, and uh, and yeah, and I'll just walk away with my tail between the legs and learn. Don't ever just copy something um, or take. That, that said, I mean this is all based on the Pete plan, isn't it? But I did get in touch with Pete. There's an interesting finish quickly if you're still with me. Got in touch with Pete Marston, the guy that was in touch with the Pete plan. Um, uh, sorry, who, who designed the peat plan and said to him, listen, just so you know, kind of taking the inspiration of your uh, rowing plan um, and I'm doing it in a slightly different way and whatever, but I am mentioning your name and it's all inspired by you. Are you okay with that? And he was like, totally cool, man. This, as long as it's getting people rowing and, uh, and they're inspired and whatever. And, you, and he didn't even say, as long as you mention my name, he just said, just take it and do whatever you want. And that's uh, a cool guy. Um, and it's kind of how, how I do this as well. I'm just, I know things, I want to pass them on to others. I want to pull from everywhere and whatever. And like I say, sometimes that's a bit misguided when it comes to branding, but hey, you live and you learn. Even at 45, every day's a school day. All right, thanks for staying to the end of this. Remember, hashtag is hashtag roll along. Um, and yeah, even actually, hashtag roll along, I made it to the end would be great. Um, just so I know that I'm not talking to nobody. Anyway. Right, I'm going. Bye. Stay safe. Be well. Bye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.